On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a big, and by big, I mean a 50-point win against the Utah Jazz. How did they get there? How did Luka Doncic make NBA history? We'll talk about that and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome. You are locked out of the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Exted, media member and NBA channel manager for Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show. Make it Locked On Mavs your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, comment, and like the video, and let us know in the comment section. Give me two words about Luca. Just two. All you get is two. And, of course, you know we're going to let it ride. Oh, 50-point win. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. And joining me as always on the post game, the post game prodigy, which you got for me, slightly biased. Feeling good, man. 50 burger. Oh. Hard to be mad at that. Hard to get mad at a game like this. It's a feel good win. Like you know there's there's wins that don't feel good. Like you feel gross yeah. after it. It's the Ted Lasso. I believe that you can win a game and still lose. This was not one of those games. This is a game where you won and the Mavs needed one of these games, right? Like Yeah. They needed a win where it just felt like, okay, you're the better team coming into this game. They were. I mean, no Larry Marketing. Walker Kessler has been benched for some yeah. reason. Like, they said someone told me it was because it was just getting back from an injury, I guess. He, he was out for like a couple of weeks with an injury, and then he hasn't started. It's been like five or six games, though, since. So yeah. I, I don't know what's going on. He I was out there in garbage him. time. Like, literally, yeah. what was a 50 point <laughs> game? He was. I should have talked to my boss about that more, I guess, a little bit more. A little bit more, David Locke, <laughs> voice of the Jazz and host of Lockdown Jazz. But. Just a, a wire-to-wire win that the Mavs, I think I think they needed that win because you just needed to come into a game where you were supposed to beat a team and you did beat the team and it came easy to you and it just wor- everything worked at, like all over the place. Yeah, no, I, I was saying this before we went live where there are losses that are so bad, you just kind of say, all right, just throw that away and yes. just go back to the drawing board, like whatever. There, like wins like tonight are fun, but it's like it's hard to take <laughs> away a lot of things when you win by fifty and it's garbage time the entire game. But so uh, for the next twenty great as a the, fan. <laughs> for the next twenty eight minutes, we will say nothing. But it's all, I mean, it is just kind of like all right, this player hit a three, but it was a thirty five point game, so it's like, <laughs> am I am I like all right, he's got the three point shot down. It's nice that we're still early in the season where this is gonna like recorrect all of the the plus True. minus and the the stats like all that kind of stuff like it'll yeah <laughs> I think uh like the standings the standings on ESPN already has it updated and they're up to like plus three now where that was like <laughs> plus point two before the night or something like that oh the, so. with the point differential yeah point differential I don't know what the could net rating is gonna they do they could have used this point differential during the in season tournament that's all I gotta yeah, say I mean they just flopped that those Pelicans games and they're playing in it ugh. Yeah, yeah, because the Pelicans now are, are playing the Lakers. The Mavs could have beat the Lakers in the second round. God, next year, next it's, year. I'm watching the, the uh, ESPN game right now, and they're showing Rashawn Holmes poster on. Let's Walker go! Kessler. That's a huge, that was a huge. That was a monster nope. dunk. It was a monster dunk. It was like right on Walker Kessler's face. Yeah. Um. All right. On today's show, we'll get into the game. We got to talk about is Derek Lively better than Walker Kessler? 
oh, already? God. We spent all last year talking about, well, if the Mavs could only get a Walker Kessler. And then we were like, well, what if Derek Lively is the Walker Kessler of this year? He might be better than him right now. And so we'll talk about that. We'll get into uh, a ton of other stuff with this game. Exum started. What do we think about Exum starting? But slightly I want to start here. Luka Doncic made NBA history, which is a sentence I think I've said a bunch on this show <laughs> in yeah. the past. This one baffled me. The first ever 25-point triple-double in a half. And he had, and he, 29, he had 29 points, uh, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Like, I think he missed three free throws in the first half. Like He could have easily had a 30-point triple-double. Absolutely insane from Luka Doncic. What did you see from Luka that worked well, especially early on? I mean, if he's just knocking down his those right. deep threes, it's just it's impossible. It's over for you. Yeah. There's just pretty much unless he gets really upset at the refs at some point, uh, which which doesn't really happen that much anymore. Uh, if he's hitting deep threes, it is just curtains because then you got to start. Oh, do I shade over to help a little bit? And then the moment that happens, you're you get put in rotation as a defense, and he finds the open guy, and it's every time. And if he's and if the other guys are hitting shots too, on top of that. You're just not going to be able to keep up, especially a team that's down, like not good to begin with in the Jazz, but a team that's missing three key guys. You're just not going to be able to keep up in any real significant way. You can't. Once he starts hitting his threes, like you said, you've got to face guard him, and then you just like you can't give him any space because if you do, he can just push through. They they started like I don't know. These have got to be these are not their five best players. There's there's no, no way. It's just so the the Jazz started Keontae George, who's their rookie point guard, who I like, who's had had some good yeah I like this him season. Too. For sure. Oche Agbaji. They started Simone Fontecchio, uh, who some of you may not have even known him <laughs> coming, into this, coming into this game. They started uh, Omer Yurtsevin instead of Walker Kessler. We talked about that. And then John Collins, who Mavs fans pined for for a long time. And uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I think hey, the, the Hawks may have been right about that one. I'm not going to lie. I said on my stream, does just circle that name, though? Just There's circle his name. Just circle his name moving forward. John For the Collins. Mavs, I just when they get connected to a player, it's really rare that they just—he's back to forty percent from three this year. He didn't play he well would, tonight, he, but no one played well tonight besides Taylor he, Hendricks. He was actually somewhat good. Taylor Hendricks. This may have been his best game in the NBA because he's been down to the G League. I think. A couple yeah, this times. was only his third game, and like the most minutes he's played, I would have to guess pretty comfortably. So he was pretty. Since fine this, since this was a fifty-point win, we might as well. You would take John Collins. What would you trade John Collins for? Like, where do you where do you see him on the maps? I, I don't know. I, I'm assuming this would be like a depreciating asset type of thing, and you for get sure. him for uh, just contracts and maybe a second or something. But it just it just seems very Mavericksy, right? Like this player that we've kind of been monitoring for a long, long time and been linked to, and now he's kind of gettable for cheap, and he's big. That's pretty much it. <laughs> he's like a theoretical rebounder. Obviously, a lob threat for Luca. He can space the floor. He would fit. I I don't know. I don't think I would start him. No, no, no. I wouldn't start him. But then he's an expensive guy to come off your bench. That's where it kind of crumbles a little bit. But He is. And then, then you get to the question of, well, Tim has been pretty good. And his three-point shooting, you and I have both said it's so valuable on this team. Hardy hasn't really stepped into that Tim role necessarily. And so would you take John Collins, who's not that great of a defender either? Yeah. Would you take him just for the extra size rebounding, you know, bigness off the bench? Like. I don't know. Would you trade Tim for him? That that's that that'd become the question then. Yeah, probably not. And then it gets down to like, okay, then what are the Jazz accepting? Like Rashawn Holmes and Maxi, if that I don't even know if that gets it done contractually, but if, if it does, like why are the Jazz agreeing to that at all? 
Yeah. You know, I how long? I don't. I don't have his contract in front of me, but I don't know how much longer it's like it twenty is, something. It's like twenty six million. I, I want to say something along those lines. But is it like three more years, four more years? I can see that maybe it's wanting two to get off an some option. Years. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a, just to get just to get have one less year on those contracts. I don't think that's enough <laughs> to do it. Uh, my bad. I really didn't want to get into trade talk because I've openly said I don't want to do trade talk right now at all. <laughs> like anytime someone asks me, "Hey, how do you? What do you feel about the trade market?" I'm like, I haven't even begun to look into it, so I don't know. <laughs> I was doing that. I was doing that too, and I, then I opened it up on subtext for questions in the mailbag, and I got like. 40 questions and 25 of them were about trades and i was like all yeah. right i just i just can't i can't anymore i've got to do it so i did the trade pod this week about dorian talked about some other wings that the mavs could get their hands on and, and some other stuff like that but this is what you talk about when you get a 50 point win because man yeah. it felt good it was a wire to wire win luka Doncic just really made it happen i mean he like he's he set it off nobody could do anything for him uh we got started on this conversation because the jazz started a really weird a really weird five the only player theoretically that could guard Luke on this team is Taylor Hendricks, and I think he's like five years from being able to do that. Yeah, and I mean Kendrick Nunn is their best. I keep doing. I keep accidentally calling Chris <laughs> Dunn Kendrick Nunn. Chris I have Dunn. no idea why I keep doing this. It has been a problem I've had their they entire rhyme. careers. Okay. <laughs> it makes no sense. But uh, no, Chris Dunn is like their best perimeter defender, I guess. But he's like he's, too small. he is a good perimeter defender, but he's, he's too small, small though. And Luca, they got they got into it. If you're a role player. You really should not be getting into it, Luca, because that's he. That's when he goes like real nuclear. Uh, that happened. When, when did that? When did those texts happen? Third in quarter. The, uh, yeah, in the yeah the third quarter, three three minutes and thirty seconds left. The game is just like it's broken wide open. I mean, it was yeah. almost a forty point lead at that point. And uh, so Luka Doncic scores. Chris Dunn points a finger in his face. He said Luca said something he didn't like. He Chris Dunn got his finger real into Luca's face almost looked like he picked his nose and you can hear Luca on the broadcast like I don't know why he I don't know why he's mad I'm just busting his ass basically yeah. <laughs> and like well I think on the broadcast they showed a replay and Luca didn't even score that play he kicked it out to Tim who hit a three oh. and but like I think Luca might have had Kendrick Nunn's uh god Kendrick Dunn I really don't know why I keep calling him that. Chris Dunn but, Chris Dunn, Jesus! I'm telling you, it's a it's a weird problem. Must be some weird <laughs> mental disorder I have. But no, he like had his arm locked. I think he got a little bit mad about that, and then I don't know why Luca got attacked because the refs didn't see that. I promise they didn't see that. They just skipped out. No, they attacks. just because but they wouldn't review it, and they just saw two guys yapping at each other. Yeah. But then, but then like. Colin Sexton came in to break it up. Seth Curry came in to break it up. And from my vantage point, it looked like Colin Sexton was the angriest out of anybody. He yeah, was he was screaming. going crazy. He was screaming at everybody, and the coach was holding them back, and then he was, like, pushing the coach, like, don't, don't, don't hold me back. And he was going at Seth Curry a ton. And I was like, imagine being so furious at Seth Curry. Like, what could yeah. Seth Curry have possibly done to you? Seth Curry just came in and literally just separate the two. It wasn't like he came storming in like the Rondo and uh, Chris Paul fight from years ago <laughs> where Brandon Ingram just came in and threw a punch because he wanted to be involved. Like, he was just coming in to just separate him. I don't know what happened there, but. Yeah. Very strange. But coming up, let's talk about what else we saw in this game. What did we see from Lively? What did we see from, from other players? Exum in the starting lineup. Let's talk about that. Uh, is Lively better than Walker Kessler right now? We'll get into all that and more coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has more things than you can even, I mean, you can even imagine. They have all kinds of spreads and props and odds that you can put lines on, that you can put money down on. Go check it out. And right now, if you're a new customer, you can put down $5 on any money line. And if your team wins on that money line, you get 
$150 in bonus bets. Go check out the in-season tournament games. They've already got Lakers minus 1.5 on the spread, minus 122 on the money line. You, so the Lakers are a slight favorite in that one. And then they've got the Pacers, Bucks in that one. Bucks minus 4.5. So they're a little bit of a little bit of a decent favorite there. All kinds of stuff for the in-season tournament. They got star player props. They have a bunch of other things too. Like who's the MVP? Damian Lillard plus 380. Giannis plus 430 to win the MVP. LeBron is plus 430. It's pretty good odds right there for LeBron if you want to put money down on that. Go check it out. Again, fanduel.com slash locked on. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. I'm here at the AAC still after the game. Man, there were so many people that came up to me today, said they were part of the Raccoon Squad. I gave out lots of stickers. Stay safe, all of you out there. And, uh, man, it was awesome to see each and every one of you at this game. All right, slightly, let's get into some more stuff from this game. We talked about Luka. He just dominant, a dominant performance, 40 points. Ten board. Were you concerned that he only put up one assist and zero rebounds in the third quarter when he played most of the third quarter? No, not at all. I don't care about anything that happened from the second, third quarter of this game onwards, pretty much. Unless it was from, like, Omax or something. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll maybe talk about some of the young players a little bit later. Uh, let's talk about Derek Lively. Derek Lively played 24 minutes. He had 10 points. He had four rebounds. He had two block shots at the rim. And he was just finishing a whole bunch of stuff. And, man, like, he just looks so every – like, he's the part on, on every level. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he was, I thought he was pretty good defensively in this game. They had a couple, a couple of baskets that got around him on the rim uh, because this team – that team played a little smaller. Yurtsevin can move around and got some putbacks. But what did you see from Derek Lively in this game? Yeah, he was – I thought he was really good. Did a great job contesting shots. And even some of those offensive putbacks by Yurtsevin were not Lively's fault at all because he's having to right. rotate over and stuff and no one – Comes to put a body on Yurtsevin, but yeah, he. Uh, I mean, you're saying better than Walker Kessler. Uh, I don't know. Walker Kessler was really good last year. Hasn't? I mean, this year, yeah, I think Lively's been comfortably probably better than Walker Kessler has been. But uh, this is what we were saying before the season, or at least what I was saying was, was like, okay, people say like you can't depend on a rookie center. I was like, he just has to be as good as Kessler was last year, or you right. know, uh, Mark Williams or Jalen Duran or any of these guys, and he's definitely been that. And you could see how much of a different. How much, how different this team looks when Lively's playing this year versus you know where they were last year, where they were lost, completely lost. So different, and the defense looks so different when he's out there. I mean, their defense just kind of falls apart without him because you can, he mm-hmm. can be that fulcrum, that anchor, and guys can know that they can take chances on some stuff on the perimeter. And when you can do that, you force some more turnovers. Nineteen turnovers for the Jazz in this one. Some of that is just them being a real young team, really inexperienced team. But uh, some of that was Mavs getting you know getting steals. They had eleven steals in this game. And the Mavs were just taking advantage of, of some of the, the inexperience and some of the chances they could take with Derek Lively like on the back line and, and doing that. He also tipped a bunch of rebounds, too. So, like, you look at it, he had four rebounds. You think, oh, seven-footer, how could he only get five rebounds? Well, Luka what, had ten, and he had ten in the first half. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those are on purpose. Like, you know, he either tips it or fights with the rebound. Luka comes over and gets it. and like It's like the Westbrook rebounds, right, where yeah. they want him to get it so he can push in the, in the fast break and all that. Yeah, no, he, his stats like weren't like don't jump off the page at you. But I thought he was really good in his uh, pretty limited minutes. I mean, twenty four minutes, right? And blowout. Just nice to see that he's not out there with the garbage time guys. That's a he, that's a big boat of confidence. He's not out there at the garbage time guys. It's another thing I recognize today. That's been a couple times now where they play garbage time. Like, why is your rookie center not out there getting some more experience? And to me, I think they don't want him to get hurt. Like they just yeah, need him so they bad. They can't like, afford a, it. It's such like a vote of 
uh, it's such a vote of we need you so badly. Please don't get hurt. Like you're one of our most important players. Like if if anybody had ever considered, he's not the third most important player. Which you've said, I've said, he's their third most important player. Like that is the vote of confidence towards that that the Mavs didn't want to play him in garbage time. Yeah, no, and maybe you saw Walker Kessler out there in garbage time. Granted, yeah. I guess he's been working his way back from an injury, but I mean, it is it it's is rare. Like even rookies, weeks. even rookies who play a lot, you see them out in garbage time a lot because you know yeah. it's they're rookies. They need minutes. They need learning experiences. Time. And then garbage time gives them really the opportunity to be like, okay, now I can be like a focal point and do things and try things that I wouldn't have tried otherwise. But not lively. The other thing I think I think lively benefits from that Kessler hasn't in his career, except for when he played with Conley briefly. Yeah. Was uh, it's a point guard, like just yeah, a real no point, point guard. guard. Like Luca, we Luca makes Lively look better on offense than he probably is at this point in 100%. his career. I mean, he he doesn't score on his own at all. Like every, I've, he's got, his assisted like shots have got to be like eighty percent. No, I would I would actually guess ninety five. Like I don't even know how many offensive putbacks he has because that would be the only shots. That right? would be the only. It would be the only one. It would have to be like I'd be shocked if it was under ninety. But I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it, it could be. That's a that's a lot. That's a big number, ninety percent. But yeah, I mean, I, like we said earlier, I like Keontae George, but he's like a guy who probably shouldn't be a point guard, but they're trying out at point guard, and there's going to be a lot of learning curve problems slightly, there. Slightly, I'm a genius. He's at eighty percent exactly assisted. Really? That's really two. shocking to me. Eighty percent. Well, it's the putbacks, right? It's, the, yeah. it's that other stuff because he there's there's nothing else that he that he does on offense. You're not giving them the ball. Yeah. There's maybe been two like post ups where he gets the ball, makes a move, but like with today's assist numbers, you probably still give the player that dumped it down to him. An yeah, assist. they're definitely giving them assists for that. <laughs> yeah, for those kind of moves. Go look at John Stockton's assists. Trust me, they gave those out back in the day, too. Uh, Lively also moves a lot better than Walker Kessler. That was a big question with Walker Kessler coming into the, his mm-hmm. career. Is like how much his foot speed can move. I remember talking to Richard Stamen, Mavs draft about him, and he was so down on Walker Kessler because of his foot speed, because of all the stuff that he saw with him at Auburn, and that he just didn't think he could move his feet fast enough in the NBA. But he ended up, you know, I think Will Hardy put him in a lot of really good situations in his first year, and he ended up being really, really good. Uh, and he also, you know, wasn't isn't playing with anybody in this game either. So yeah. It's he's just really good next to a guy like Markkinen, too. And Markkinen's not playing yeah. in this game. And yeah, it's just a bad lineup. I mean, there's no And they have no it. guards. Like Jordan Clarkson didn't play in this game. Colin Sexton was just getting mad at everybody. Um, <laughs> I think Keontae George will get there eventually. But, like, you know, he's a rookie point guard that wasn't, you know, like a high pick. So And wasn't really a point guard. More just like a yeah, combo true. guard that yeah, they're, true. like, playing point out of necessity, really. And that's really all they have. They have Keontae yeah. George, Jordan Clarkson. Colin Sexton, Taylor Horton Tucker, literally all four, and then Kendrick, don't call me Chris Dunn, it, like, <laughs> are all these like uh, combo guards, basically, is what they have. So like, if you wanted to tank with a team, this is how you do it. You don't, know, you don't have a yeah. point guard. You do all this, and then they have a ton of injuries, obviously, but it's jazz team's THT. very bad. You want to know what Lakers fans called THT? Untradeable. <laughs> no. THT, <laughs> terribly hoisted threes. <laughs> <laughs> What did he he had he had three for three this game he was, he was yeah, yeah I mean lighting it up lighting it up baby Talon Horton Tucker uh, hey, all right coming circle, up circle him let's talk about Exum in the starting lineup because I thought that that was a really good move without Josh Green without Grant Williams in the lineup so let's talk about what Exum brought to the the table and then there's a combo of players that I really really liked in this game and we'll talk about that more we'll talk about that and more coming up. 
Today's episode brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. They got all kinds of stuff. You can go to Prize Picks right now, see what's available for you. And let's say that there is a you know Taylor Swift's favorite sport now, football. She just discovered football. Many of you may have just discovered football. You can combine yards or touchdowns or receiving or like catches or all that. You just pick the more or less uh, on the projections on Prize Picks, and you can combine that with the more or less the uh, points projections for an NBA player. So if there's an NBA game and an NFL game going on at the same time, you can combine those. Have some fun with it. Put them on two screens. That's what we do now in today's day and age. You can also have all kinds of other stuff with Price Picks. They have the reboot policy, so your entries stay in even if one of your players gets injured in football and basketball games. If you have a player that exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. That just makes sense. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for first deposit match up to $100. Again, pricepicks.com. Promo code LockedOnNBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. If you want to support the show, subscribe to the subtext, click the link in the description, text the number, and you will be sent Mavs text straight to your phone. I give updates all the time, daily. I do stuff during games. I'll send you a film breakdown where I'll sit down and watch a quarter and break down all the things that I see in it and all that kind of stuff. Subscribe to the subtext. All right, slightly. Dante Exum in the, in the starting lineup. What did you think about the move? Was it the right move by Jason Kidd with Grant Williams and Josh Green both out? Yep, I, I love it. I mean, I've loved Grant, uh, Dante Exum's minutes. We talked about it on here before. He just has to hit threes. And I think yeah. it, tonight he went one of five, so he didn't even really shoot the three ball well and was hesitant to shoot them and then airballed one. So that's a little bit concerning because I think everything else he does is tremendous. And I think he could be a guy who gets, like, legit big minutes. Like, tw- like what did he play tonight? Like, 26 minutes? Like, that's – that's like he could be a 20-minute-a-game player on this team because he plays good defense. He's just incredibly smart, very good connector. But if he he just has to hit threes. That's really it for him because he he will get pay, played off the floor in like you know bigger matchups and uh, uh, you know matchups against like better teams obviously. But I, I love what Exum brings to the table. I just he's such a smart player, and that's just the direction yeah. the NBA is headed, where you got a bunch of smart guys on the floor and let them do stuff. I yeah, the the shot is huge for him. You saw there was a moment. I think it was even in the first quarter where he was. In the right corner, which is being literally picked up and taken away right now. <laughs> right now, like they literally, this, they're taking Goodbye, the right corner. Squidward Court. They're taking the right corner away right there. But uh, he was in the right corner and he was wide open. Luca kicked it over to him and he didn't take the shot. He just drove in. And then a play later, I noticed Luca go up to him and dap him up and just say, like, shoot. Like he gave him the little yeah. shooting motion with his hand. Because Luca's always going to do that with players. If you're open, shoot it. You're out there for a reason. You're an NBA player. You can make him in practice. If Jason Kidd gives you the green light, go ahead and shoot him. And he took five this game. He made one of them. He's just got to get a little more confidence in that. Because that's never been a thing he's been good at in the NBA. I mean, we've talked about him even coming in. What is Dante Exum going to bring to this team? He's athletic. He can make plays. He's a big guard. But his three-point shot and his shooting in general has never been very good. Then he goes over to Europe, shoots really well from three, like 40% from three for two years. And then he comes back, and we're like, all right, is the shot real? Does it, does it continue on? And does it translate from playing over in Eurobasket and uh, getting pounded to the floor during that Euro <laughs> that EuroLeague final yeah. uh, in that one? But the way that he can, like, just run things for a little bit, the Mavs need that so badly, like, so badly. Mm-hmm. I, was watching the, I was watching the Pacers play the other day in the in-season tournament, and I was like, man, the Mavs could just really use – a T.J. McConnell or an Andrew Nemhard, like just a just a point guard that literally just comes in, knows how to run things, is like attacks on defense, 
puts pressure on defense. Like they just need a guy like that real bad because Hardy hasn't really filled into that role. Curry hasn't necessarily been that role. It's like a playmaker. But Exum really does. Exum do- comes in, makes plays. He just doesn't score. But they don't need yeah. a perfect. They don't need a perfect player coming off the bench in that way. Exum would be if he could hit the three a little more. But they don't need a perfect player like that. I think they just need they need Exum to play more. Yeah. No. I fully agree. I'm all for increased Dante Exum minutes. And with Josh Green out, really, I mean, right. Exum is the guy who slots in. And even then, like, it's not like Josh Green. I mean, Exum's been better than Josh Green in most of the season. Yes. Yep. Like he's just been flat out better. And I don't think Josh Green has the job security. Uh, that just safely secures him more minutes than Exum. So that'd just be something interesting to watch over the course of the season. Because if he, like, starts shooting confidently and shoots, I don't know, like 36%, just around sure. there. Yeah. 35, and yeah. A defense is at least have to, you know, uh, account for you. I mean, that's, that is very important. That'd be huge. We saw it happen with Derrick Jones Jr. Yeah. It Teams, can like, help off Derrick Jones Jr. And they, he burns them every time to the point where they have yeah. to stop doing it. Exum was a plus 40 in this game. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> 20, plus 40 under, is crazy. Under 26 minutes, he was a plus 40, which is just insane. But good production from Exum. The combo I really liked was him and Curry together. I thought in that third quarter, they kind of pushed it forward. With, when Luka and Kyrie were off the were off the court, uh, they pushed the lead forward a little. And uh, I just like that combo because you get the shooting with Curry, so you get the spacing, and then you get Exum running the run the like the like the offense a little. You get the defense with with Exum and Curry hasn't been a slouch on defense either. No. And in, in games like this where there's not you're not playing against like multiple all stars, uh, I really like that combo coming off the bench. Yeah, it's weird because Seth hasn't like shot in that great this season. Or at least no. as great as you would like expect him to do, but he's pretty much done everything else really solidly. Like like you said, he has not been a terrible defender this year. He at least puts in like maximum effort. You know who's Which- super happy about that is Rick Carlisle because every time Rick Carlisle could bring up Seth Curry's not an underrated defender. Rick Carlisle would bring that up, and he would say that every single every single time when he was on the Mavs. Rick loves his guards, man. He just does. <laughs> Especially if you're six two. If yeah, you're six, if you are two a smaller under- guard. <laughs> Rick loves you. What were the? Was the? They had a lineup of the. Was it Curry, JJ Redick, and Devin Harris? <laughs> There's one oh. lineup that he would just play all the time. It was three guards. JJ oh, Redick my. being a Maverick is just hilarious. Speaking of Kristaps Porzingis on with JJ Redick. Coming out today, I think, and he talks about the Mavs stuff. Yeah, I didn't think there was anything too crazy in it. It's or like anything, not that gonna, we, anything we didn't know or already kind of knew. No, I don't think they're going to reveal anything like that, but no, should be interesting. Uh, what did you see from Omax in this game? He got extended minutes. Jason Kidd before the game said, Exum will have the oppor- or, uh, Omax will have the opportunity to play today. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, it, sounded, it sounded very Game of Thrones to me, like he will have the opportunity to play <laughs> today. I uh, played 21 minutes. What'd you see from him? So he he needs some seasoning, obviously. He does. But he is so athletic and just big. I mean, he's huge. Like you see him yeah. out there, and he is huge, and he is so good individually as a defender. Even when he gets beat or is out of position, he recovers so fast yeah. that it's just like if he, once he figures it out and plays in the NBA a little bit more, and just really understands you know team defense. He's going to be a nightmare defensively. He's going to be really good. Offensively, I like how aggressive he is. Yeah. So the three ball doesn't fall, but he gets to the free throw line. I mean, he, I feel like he even in his limited minutes, his per 36 free throw stats have to be insane. <laughs> Got to be really good. <laughs> they have to be absolutely insane because it feels like every, it even, even if he's playing for two minutes, he's going to the free throw line. <laughs> At least one. Because he just, he, like, he just gets to a spot, and then he just ducks down, and then he has the ball in his hands, then he just like pump fake, pump fake, and somebody's going to – Somebody's gonna block him, or somebody's gonna. I wonder foul if like, his sort of 
Because he is kind of people six, have called six and a half free throws per thirty six minutes, which is like more than Kyrie. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty damn good, especially for a rookie. But uh, yeah, no, I, feel, I wonder if his just like kind of Bambi esqueness of him, where it just yes. kind of oh, he's so work. lengthy and stuff, and it, it does feel like he's learning how to walk at times when he, when he runs around. If that gets him to the free throw line, because defenders like they're so used to all right, this is a fine tuned NBA athlete who's so in control, it's so in control <laughs> of his body that he knows exactly where he's going, and then Omax is just like throwing up wild angles, and you just have no choice but to foul him. The thing with Omax is he's so eager, like so incredibly eager that there are times in this game when he was because he got in early in this game. I'm not talking about garbage time or. Anything like that. He got in a little early, and there's Whole times when garbage he- time. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> they cut it to nine. Hey, they cut it to nine a couple <laughs> times. There's just times when I was like, "You're guarding no one," because he was just so eager to like, "I'll run over to this guy, I'll run over to this guy." But he just, I think we're so spoiled with lively, knowing the defense and knowing where he's supposed to be, and it's a little easier to be a center, I think, to try and mm. find that spot than it is to be a wing in the Mavs defensive system. Because if you're a wing, you've got to rotate all over the place and fill in gaps, and if you're the center, you just kind of stand back, make sure that you you know either drop or like rise to the screen and defend and all that. But with Omax, he's so eager that like. I think he just he just like happens to he makes the wrong choices at, at times, uh, but like you said, he can recover really well when he's one on one with somebody. It's it's not often that they score on him directly yeah. when it's just like him on an ISO, um, and then offensively, like you said, he gets to the free throw line. He hit a three in this game. Yeah, he, he hit did. a three. His three point shot looks all right. He's got a weird. I was looking at some still images of of his three point shot. And he's got a weird thing with his wrist where he like turns his wrist in. Yeah, on his three point shot, but. I think that they'll keep working on it. He's just going to take a little while, but I think I really think he'll get there, and I honestly think he'll get there this year where we're feeling, man, let's get some Omax minutes because he's actually producing and doing really good stuff. I mean, that would be – everyone hates that classic front office line, like, oh, we're getting this player. will be like a trade almost. But, like, oh, if what was, the, what was the one two years ago? Tim, Har- was Tim like, Hardaway Jr. Was coming <laughs> back is like a trade. Uh, during last, the offseason. That was last year, yeah. Yeah. Getting but, uh, like <laughs> do you think the new well, ownership will do that? Just that would be hilarious. I, they don't even know who Omax is. I promise you, there's just no way. There's literally no way they know who Omax is. They might not even met, know who like Maxi Kleba is. I met a five year old today that can name the entire Mavericks lineup, like one to fifteen. That's and uh, that five year old knows more Mavericks than the new ownership does. I think. Start teaching that five year old Excel spreadsheets and analytics. They'll be in a front office. I said he's going to take my. He's going to take my job. He's going to take my job eventually. <laughs> no, uh, we have higher oh ambitions. Gosh. No, but I'll say we, this about Omax. No, I would say that uh, we have higher ambitions for that kid. Yeah, Get in the front we, office somewhere. Be better, be better than us. Yeah, <laughs> make more than us. Do more. I want to say oh something about God. Omax. It's just going to sound dumb and trivial, but I, 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 I mean, the way the bench reacts to anything he does, yeah, they obviously they love, love this dude, and it's probably because I'm assuming he just busts his ass, like in the yeah. practices and in workouts. That means something. It's stupid, Did, but it means something. Did he have a dunk? What was the big highlight? He, yeah, I he had a lob. It, like, he, he he got had, a lob right after Rashawn Holmes had that <laughs> nasty poster. Yeah, he got a lob, and he caught it and dunked it, and they showed the bench, and the bench all stands up. Grant Williams, like, whips a towel, hits Lively <laughs> right in the face with a towel, and, like, the whole bench was going crazy. And See, that's up. what I'm saying. That means something to me. It's stupid, but it does. You know, well, the when, the bench, is like, oh, root, hey, when the bench is rooting for you, like, that, that means a lot, especially when it's genuine, right? We've, we've yeah. seen – I mean, we saw the the bench units with Theo and Tim, like, scream at everything, you know, and you're like, okay, well. But if yeah. it, it's a genuine, like, everybody really wants you to succeed, that's that's super awesome. You'd love to see Yeah. It. I, I agree with you. I think 
give it to like February. No max yes. could be like. Dude, well, you guys know Omax is shooting thirty eight percent from three over the last. Oh 12 yeah, games? yeah. I'd like, so, like they that. Need, if these injuries continue, like if the Josh Green injury lingers, which it's already it's already two weeks. So, <laughs> I it, had a crazy thought that I don't even want to put out there on on a platform. Oh no, I'm that's ready. Not mine. This is it. It's, <laughs> we're thirty two minutes in. You got this. This is your time. Kid had some weird comment recently where you're talking about someone getting more minutes. I forgot who it was, and he was like, "Well, there will be some injury stuff soon." It was like he said it something <laughs> like that, and everyone like kind of insinuated like he, was, he meant. He meant Tim Hardaway was going to – because I thought when he said that, I thought, oh, Tim might be out for several weeks, right? But the Tim like only missed, gonna, what, two games? Like he was going to Tanya Harding somebody? Like, well, <laughs> I don't know, but now, now Josh Green is out two weeks and no one really even knows what <laughs> – Like a like weird elbow injury? Was. It was like, when did he injure his elbow? Now he's Kids just weeks. walking around with a hammer like, I need minutes for these guys. <laughs> <laughs> or it's more like a baseball thing where they'll tell someone like, hey, you're hurt, your back's hurt, you're going on the injured list for 15 days. <laughs> Like, Josh Green, your elbow. No, we saw something in the MRI that we didn't like. You're out Grant, Grant, you're not shooting the ball well. Uh, your knee hurts. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Kick. Yes, it does. <laughs> All right, Omax, get out there. Run around like a deer. We love you. <laughs> Everyone loves you. Look at this bench. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, there you go. Let us know in the comment section. Say two words about Luca and Luca's game. Let me know. Uh, subscribe to the show. We'll be back tomorrow. Dana Larson. She was here. She was sitting up there, and now she's going to be on Lockdown Maps tomorrow talking about this game So and talking about more with the Mavericks. So we'll be back tomorrow, and then Slightly and myself will be back on Friday night talking about the Trailblazers game. See what, what uh, transpires there. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.